Welcome to Career Tools. Today's topic, declining an offer. Here we go. Well, if you've only ever received one offer at a time, then the thought, <laughs> the thought of turning down an offer might seem a little a little odd, right? Well, that's, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. But but, however, the more you listen to Career Tools and make yourself into a desirable candidate, and the more you listen to the interviewing series, and if you listen to the interviewing series, you know to ask for offers. You got to close. You're going to find yourself in the enviable position of turning down offers. And and, and to be clear, here. there is possibility, right? That uh, I, I got to say to the audience, this is one of the rare casts that we're together. We are. We're sitting in my living room. We're recording together. We can see each other. And so I just interrupted Mike with my hand, by the way, guys. <laughs> I just basically put up my hand as if to say, talk to the paw. <laughs> um, uh, you know what, though? There is the case. We joke about having multiple offers and turning one down. But there's a time when you would turn down an offer if it's the only one you have. Oh, it, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, right? Absolutely. If it's not right. And if right. you know it's not right, you, you turn right. it down. So this is not, yeah. So this yeah. cast is not just for those of you right. who with multiple, have multiple offers. Yeah, don't turn <laughs> us off just because you don't have multiple <laughs> offers, right? That's right, not good. Right, right. And it is totally possible to turn down an offer and continue to have a great relationship. And I, yes. with, with the company, with a hiring manager, and I think too many people don't realize that and and they see it. We were talking about this on the porch earlier today before the cast with Wendy, the whole idea of the myopia that people get into. They just can't see. Wendy's experience and my experience as recruiters, you see both sides and you can see the perspectives, but people get into the search and they just, they can't get it. They don't yeah. understand that if I say no, then we're done, right? Because right. they're going to move on to somebody well, else. Yeah, they, they, as opposed to them, be, if they made there. you an offer, they're impressed by you. Right. Well, you can maintain a relationship if you decline the offer. Assuming that you do it professionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. And you have to actually engage in behavior to maintain it rather exactly. than just assume, I don't know if you remember me three years ago, you made me an offer and I declined you. That's not a way to warm up a relationship. That's really? going to be like, oh, really? yeah, you, that doesn't work. Yeah. You shove your, you made me talk to the paw. Yeah. So look, we've got, we've got four recommendations here in this cast. Um, the first one is get all the details. We're not going to go into that in a lot of detail. We just want to make sure you understand one of the basic rules about offers. We'll do another cast about what offers actually are so everybody understands that. Number two, we're going to talk a little bit about timing. And it's important to note that you, you get to take your time, but you don't really get forever, guys. Uh, a lot of people think I've still got more time because the deadline's not here. That's not the only criteria. This cast is not about timing. Uh, we're going to have a separate cast about timing because it's delicate. Um, but we want to at least make sure you understand that timing does enter into the actual uttering of the, of the phrase, which is point three, is where you say, I'm declining your offer. And folks, here's a little clue for you. You don't have to give your reasons. In fact, we don't recommend you give your reasons. And companies understand that and they're okay with it. And then number four, as we were alluded to, you, we recommend you stay in touch. And you just have to engage in the right behaviors and it works fine. Okay. Now, we're talking about declining offers. You wouldn't want to decline an offer the details of which you don't understand. Okay, right? okay, yeah, yeah, but caveat, right? We're assuming that everybody knows what goes into an offer, and so therefore, if I say that an office has a desk and a chair and a lamp, but you don't know how I define an office, if you walk into a room with a desk, you might say, oh, this is an yeah. office, whereas I would be saying, no, it doesn't have a chair and a lamp, right? And so, you're right, you wouldn't decline an offer that you don't have everything for, but you don't, you don't completely understand, but a lot of people don't understand what actually goes into an offer, right? So the problem is, is that people don't know. They do feel vague. They're not certain about what they're going to do or what they don't understand exactly what they're being told. And, and look, 
don't ding yourself, guys, for the fact that you don't understand the offer. Don't assume the person making the offer knows what an offer is either, and so therefore is doing is actually telling you what they're supposed to tell you. I think that's a f- common fallacy, right? If Ozan's making Horseman an offer, why ever you would do that, I don't know. Yeah, but, I don't know. But, but, right. <laughs> just use let's a different clear, example. Yeah, different example. <laughs> um, but it, but if you're making me an offer, I'm naturally assuming as a candidate that you know what's supposed to go into it. And if I feel vague about it, if I'm not certain about it, what do most candidates do in that situation? They don't ask questions. They think they're wrong. They think they're uncertain. That adds the chance they'll say no, or worse, that they won't feel good when they say yes, right? So folks, it's not your fault if you don't understand the offer. We don't have time to go in all the details of the offer here, and this is certainly not a case where we want you to be negotiating the details. If you need a rough bit of guidance, an offer is a job title, a location in which to do it, an understanding of the compensation and the deadline. Now, understanding the, compensa- the deadline of the offer, understanding the compensation is not trivial because right, it's more, more than details. just salary. Although, I think for the most part, if you're not in sales, this guys, this is only an 80% solution, but for the most part, if you're not in sales, if someone gives you a salary, then that's probably all most managers would give you even though that is not the total compensation, unless you're at a very small or a smaller firm, right? As you get bigger firms, they start adding. There's an old rule that most large Fortune 1000 firms, at least it costs them $1.25 to pay you a dollar because there's 25 cents in benefits costs associated with it. But you need to know what those benefits costs are. And usually those things do come from HR. The manager thinks you're going to accept the salary. He doesn't, he's not thinking about, the 25 cents, and folks don't get fixated on that number, but he's not thinking about, or she's not thinking about the benefits because they're assuming HR will tell you about that. And they'll assume you'll ask if you're, if you're so inclined. And not all benefits are the same across all companies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. and, and look, salary specifically, you know, and, and the financial part of the offer isn't everything. Far better to be paid less to do something which excites you and allows you the kind of flexibility you want, if that's important to you, um, to spend time with your family. But look, when you're weighing multiple offers, in the example where you're weighing multiple offers, you totally do need to understand the variables. When I talk to guys who are making decisions, I'll tell you what I love. When, when somebody, when a young man, a young woman, or even an experienced person looks at the offers and they know all the details and they've talked about each one they, and they can compare apples to apples for each one, of the, each one of the offers they have. Let's say it's just two. I love the analysis and saying this is better here, but that's better there. In other words, A is better right. than B in this area, but B is better than A here. And then after they do all that, if it's fairly close, then I want to hear them say, I'm choosing this one though for this reason. In other words, I want them to have done the analysis. And, and again, we'll do a separate cast where we talk about what everything, everything in an offer and so on. And I also want them to end with a decision which closes the gap. I've seen many people say, A is slightly better in the three big areas, but I'm going to go with B because I feel best about working for that boss. Or that's the company, that's the industry I'm most interested in, right? right? There, are, there ought to be some clarity as to why you're accepting a particular yeah. offer, right? right? Versus this vague kind of general, eh, yeah. I kind of think I like that place better. Right. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and in fact, sometimes that's the value of a recruiter or someone helping you in the mm. process. And they can say, well, why? And if you can't elaborate it, you know, George Will, one of my favorite singers, he says, you cannot think what you cannot say. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying, well, I feel better about it. Well, why? And you can't articulate it. Mm, yeah. Ask the question a few more times until you can. Yeah, exactly. Keep asking the why question. 
So, so we want to be careful. Compensation is not everything, but as a general rule, we just want to touch on this here. If you don't have all the information you need, folks, go ahead and ask for it. And, and I will say this, there is a really good definition I learned 20 years ago of offers, and it's, it's, it's fairly simplistic, but it's a helpful one. The definition of an offer, not the, not the particulars of an offer, not the details of an offer, but the definition of an offer at its core is when control passes to you. Mm-hmm. Right. If Mike is thinking about making me an offer, I can't, I don't control my destiny. I can't come to work for you because I don't have an offer yet. The moment you give me an offer, the control passes from you to me as the candidate. And then I get to say yes or no. If you don't say, of course, there's a time limit on that. That's the deadline. And if I don't say within that time, the assumption is I've given you a no. It's determinative that it's not a yes, it would become a no. But the point is, is that, that if you have an offer, then if you're not certain about it, you have control. And folks, if you're wondering, can you ask questions? Yes, you absolutely can. And listen, this is manager tools in the interviewing series and career tools in the interviewing series. We talk about you don't ask questions when you're interviewing about salary and location or, or what about X or what about Y or what about Z. You stay focused on the job. You don't ask about where do I sit and how much do I get and when's lunch and when can I quit? Well, we're not telling you you don't get to know those things. We're telling you when you're interviewing before they've offered you is not the time to ask. The time to ask is when you have control. And when you have control, there's less risk in asking a question that potentially would be difficult or would be challenging. We're not suggesting you go around asking pointed questions to hurt their feelings or anything, but you have control now. You can say, well, I really need to know a few more things. And a lot of candidates say, I don't want to upset them, folks. If you have a question that's going to accept them, talk to a friend or come to our forums and ask us, ask you know, somebody at, at Manager Tools. Um, but generally speaking, the fact that control passes to you means you do have a chance then at that moment to ask those questions. And I wish, I mean, one of the top 10 mistakes that, you, no offense folks, but younger people make this mistake a lot. And I think a lot of it has to do with, at least in the U.S., colleges and universities, the placement offices saying it's okay, is before they get offers, asking all kinds of questions about culture and pay and all that kind of stuff. And, and there are two problems with that. One, that means those are the most important things you're thinking about, which is not the way the company's right. thinking exactly. before they've offered you. But number two, you miss an opportunity to learn about important things in your mind and in the company mind. And if your salary is, if the salary really is important to you, then probably a lot of what we're going to recommend at manager tools and career tools is probably not going to be, not going to be helpful to you because we see it very differently. Now, once you get the offer, I mean, you, you have a decision to make. And there, there's generally a limited amount of time to make that decision, right? Well, there's always a limited amount of time. It, and if they don't give you one, there is one. Yeah, you that's the thing. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I think what people do is, you know, generally I know there's a time frame, but I don't know what it is. So therefore, it's it benefits for me to, for it to be long. Well, it's not. I mean, you're really not. And, and in fact, when we talk, we'll have another cast where we talk about the timing of offers and so on. Um, but the way to think about this is when you have an offer, somebody else can't be offered that job. Right. It's an there, offer for a specific two, job. There's not two offers no. for the same job out there at the same no. time, right? They're yeah. waiting. It's, it's serial. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. One at a time. It's not in parallel. And I think what confuses people about that is candidates can have two jobs, two offers. Mm-hmm. One candidate can have two offers right. for two different jobs. But, but the point is, they're thinking about the candidate. That's their point of reference. That's why I mentioned myopia earlier, right? The problem is, it's, about, it's always about the job, it's always about the job. In the case with one candidate have two offers, they're for two separate jobs. But each one of those jobs only has one open offer attached to it. And what often happens is if a company has two candidates that they love, and that's not common, but it's not rare. If a company likes Ozan and Horseman and Ozan's slightly better, the first candidate gets an offer with a short 
leash. We would say, give them a short leash, give them a week. Now, in many big companies, they might give you two weeks. And that would be, frankly, two weeks would be generous. That's generous, right? And there are companies that would say, it's Thursday, I'd like an answer Monday. Right? Yeah. Um, and I think we've given some guidance before about how to ask for a little bit more time or what generally to ask for in terms of time. But again, we'll cover that in specific detail, not in interviewing series cast so people can understand about timing, whether or not they have the interviewing series. Probably you have a week. If no nothing is said, you probably have a week. Now, what do we do if somebody says, well, you know, I'd like an answer as soon as possible. If they don't give you a deadline, then of course, ask. It's one of those factors. If you don't get a good answer or if for some reason you don't think you should ask, I don't know why. We just told you, go ahead and ask. You have control now. When's the deadline? It's not wrong to ask for, for the deadline. But when you do that, or if you don't do that for whatever reason, assume it's a week. Just assume it's a week. Yeah. I'm not suggesting I'm right. I'm saying 80% of the time I'm going to be right. And you don't want to be thinking you have three or four weeks. The worst feeling in the world is to be, gosh, folks, if you're just starting your career and you think you have a month or a lot of people are giving different offers at different times and it seems like they're constantly thinking about things, your memory is just failing you in that regard. And if you're thinking you have three weeks and in the middle of the week, if a week and a half in, they call you and said, you know, your deadline was really two days ago and you panic. That's not a good way to be making a career decision. It's just not. No, right. we'll talk later about keeping in contact. You can't keep yeah. in contact with folks. Yeah. And, and ending on that note is not. A yeah, exactly. Thing, right? Yeah. Because so, from the perspective of the company, again, they have a job, they have a position to fill. And as long as you're sitting on it and assuming you decline, they can't, they can't move forward with another candidate. Right. right. You're costing them time yeah. and money. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And again, we don't want to make an instant decision, right? We want you to, to consider things. And by the way, if a company says to you folks, I need a decision now, it is completely reasonable and they, it, it would be expected in 90% of the cases for you to go say, I'm sorry, I need at least tonight. And it would actually be, particularly if you're married or if you have a significant other, you want to be able to talk to your, to your partner. That's totally fine. Um, if somebody says, no, I have to have a decision now. Well, I'm sorry. They're being unprofessional right. and you're on the hot seat. And there are three possible answers. Yes, no, and okay, I'm only saying no because I promised my spouse I would talk to him or her before I made a decision. And so regrettably, if that's the only decision, I have to say no. Now, what you're doing there is saying, I want more time, but you're asking me to do something I'm not willing to do. And in probably 50% of those cases, you'll get more time with that third the third choice rather than the yes or no. you don't want to work for that person. I yeah, exactly. You know, that's, yeah. Just, that's just unreasonable. Yeah. Yeah, there, there are cases, though. Every once in a while, you see the case of the person who says, dream job, dream company, dream everything. And they end up working for a boss who's not very smart and thinks that pressure is a good thing in career choices. And there are bosses who would say to you and I over cocktails, they'd say something like, well, I only want guys who are hungry to come work for me. So if they don't want to work for me at the moment they talk to me, then I don't really want to hire them. And, and they can make a case that you got to be hungry. You got to be. Yeah, okay. yeah I, I know. I'm not, I'm not, I don't agree with them. I think it's dumb. And. They'll be that way. And yeah. so we just want people to know that that could happen. Okay. So I've seen some people that they're less afraid of not getting a job than they are having to decline yeah. an offer. Absolutely. Say no to somebody. It just Absolutely. It frightens yeah. the Jesus out of them. It's, yeah. It even frightens the guys who have, mul- who have multiple offers. And I can understand it, at least from the perspective of power. They think the company has all the power and you don't want to upset people with right. power, right? Saying no is sticking yeah. in somebody's eye. Yeah, right. yeah. But 
We do recommend if you've got them. And look, you don't have to have another offer. You could choose, as I mentioned earlier, and there are some cases where if you only have one offer, we'd recommend you decline it. If you don't want to go to work for the company, if you dread going to work every day, gosh, say no. Say no. Yeah, yeah. say no. But we recommend you speak to the hiring manager face-to-face, ideally. But look, if, I'm, if I live in Fredericksburg and the offer's in Dallas and I'm back home and the deadline's tomorrow and I can't get to Dallas, of course I'm going to call on the phone. Okay. Further. If I call Mike on the phone and he's got an offer for me and the deadline's tomorrow and I've decided today I'm not going to take his offer and there's all kinds of factors in there as well, I'm going to call and even if I get voicemail, I'm going to decline to his voicemail. Okay. Today. Absolutely. Yeah. The deadline's tomorrow. Yeah. If I've decided. You've decided. You're going to say no. And and again, we've skipped over the take your time, right? There's Mm -hmm. timing about how long do you wait. But as a general rule, if I didn't say it earlier, I apologize. The moment you know you're not going to take an offer is the moment you decline. If I know today I'm not going to come to work for you, it's Thursday, but the deadline's Friday, I do not wait till Friday. Because again, you only have one offer to give for the one job you've offered me. So the moment I would say no, you having a day earlier to give it to somebody else is better for you. I'm ethically constrained to say no the moment I know I would not come to work for you. Now, Now, if I don't have another offer and I say to myself, I just don't see myself doing it, but I'm not really sure. That's different. That's different. That's different. That's I haven't decided. Exactly. And so we're saying when you know unequivocally you're not going to accept the offer, maybe it's because you have three or four other offers that you're pretty certain at least one of them come in and you definitely like all of them more than this. That's fine. You're certain you're going to take this one. As long as if none of those other offers come in, you're not going to look back and go, I would have wanted this one, right? right? I would have taken that one. Yeah, that's, if there's that's no, yeah, there, right? and, that's, and, and and that's why we have to really spend some time talking about timing of offers and deciding on offers. And I don't want to overdo that. That's why I didn't overdo it in this cast. I really want to talk about the actual wording and how you do it and so on. But you're absolutely right. The moment you decide, you're done. You have to call, and it's a courtesy. And and you might very well say back to me, right? We could see a situation where you would say back to me, "Well, Mark, you know, you, you got 24 hours. You want to think about it more." And and I would say to you probably. Mike, it's very kind of you, and yet I know I'm not going to accept your offer. A little bit more time won't help, and I feel obligated to provide the offer back to you. You may choose to offer somebody else. And I'll tell you what, right. you hear That's that as a hiring manager, class move. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, well, I got all warm and yeah, there you go. Yeah. That. yeah, part of it is because we're face to face too. Yep, That's part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the beauty of that is, we just convince people. I'm sure by listening that that they realized, oh, you could stay in touch, right? There's a way to do well, it by, giving, to do it right by giving a decision before the deadline, not waiting to the last minute. You the guy who waits the last minute, yeah. And if the guy who waits the last minute says, yeah, I'm sorry, it's five o'clock and I've decided to say no. They think it's the deadline that's driving the decision and they, that you oh, might right. had you more time. They probably won't give you more time. But unfortunately, if you say it's close to deadline, I decided to say no because you waited until the last minute yeah. and then they offer you more time and you say no. Then, then they know it wasn't. Not so good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, just not, it's not as yeah, clean. Exactly. Right. Now, folks, I'm going to say it again and again, another cast about this. You could wait until the deadline. If you're waiting to the last possible minute to wait for an offer, for, if this is your second best company and you're really excited about them, but you would be more excited about some other company, and the other company said, I'll get back to you by Friday noon, and you have until Friday at five o'clock with the offer you have, it's okay to wait till Friday afternoon right. late. Right? You have made a decision. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But you speak to the hiring manager face to face or over the phone. And yes, hiring managers will feel that you're wimping out if you leave a voicemail a little bit. But if you call and you get voicemail and you hang up and you call again, 
you have an obligation to give an answer. You do. And, and you could say, I tried three times. I haven't gotten you. I apologize for leaving this message. And yet I'm declining your offer. Okay. I don't think most hiring managers will say, oh, he waited. Now, if you call at one in the morning, okay, yeah, okay. now you're dodging him. Yeah. But if you're calling during normal work hours, even until seven or eight o'clock at night on somebody's cell phone, which is usually what managers will give you, if that's the case, then if you try a couple of times and you get voicemail, hang up. Let, let them see that you tried a couple of times. And then on the third time, when you're getting close to the right. deadline, then call and say, listen, I'm sorry to leave you a voicemail, but I do feel obligated to give you an answer before the deadline uh, once I've made my decision. And so therefore, I've decided to decline your offer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, now, you look like a professional. Yeah. Right? Now, let's not go further down the communication ladder and say email. Oh, boy. No. No, 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 no. no. Let, me, Twitter, let me see if Twitter I can say this differently. Tweet it? No. Okay. Let me try it differently. No. Wait, 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 let's see another way. No, no way, no way, yeah, no, no way, and you know what? No, 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 no. In fact, I sound like Margaret Thatcher. No, no, no. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Let me be clear. Let me be unequivocal. No. <laughs> no email. Okay, so email. No. Emails, pretty much. Let me think at the end. Oh, yeah, no. Email really is a weasel job. You took the time, you put together an offer, and folks, if you don't know it, it takes time to put together offers and HR often is involved and, and it can be persnickety between HR and the manager and putting it all together and how to communicate it. And not every manager has listened to our way of giving offers and so on. And, and you leave email. They called you. They tried to get you on the phone. They're they all excited. You. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hours yeah. And, hours. and they were excited about giving you an offer and they've decided you meet the criteria and you send them an email. It's crass. It's rude. And the one exception we'll make to our guidance in point four about staying in touch is if you send an email, don't tell anyone we told you that you should be staying in touch because they don't want to stay <laughs> in touch with a guy. That, no, absolutely not. Okay. Now, let's get to the, the hardest part of this cast, the thing that's going to bug people. We are telling you, folks, don't beat around the bush. Say, I'm declining your offer. Use those words. Repeat after me. I'm declining your offer. I'm declining your offer. Nice. Well done. Good. Pause. Let everybody else say it in their head while they're driving and so on. Okay. You don't say, I'm really sorry, but I don't think it's a fit. Right? That is the total dodge. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a manager saying to you, you'd be really great here. And a candidate going, that must mean I have an offer. No, it doesn't. <laughs> in the same way that we really can see working here is not an offer. <laughs> you saying, I just don't see a fit is not a declination. It's not, right? You don't say, I'm not sure I can see myself working there, or I've been thinking about it. I'm just not leaning in your direction right now. I'm sorry to have to give you this bad news. Well, it, what bad news? You're leaning? I don't think of that as bad news. We might still win. Well, it creates a whole other conversation. And, right? yeah. and at the end, if you're going to say no, then they've just wasted uh, time with you. Just, yeah. just Again, it's just not a very clean ending. Yeah. I did have a, 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 um, a coworker once say, declining offers and doing it poorly and, and delaying it and being mushy for 35 or 40 seconds or five minutes on a call when the manager finally realized what's happening is a bit like a young person proposing to another young person saying, will you marry me? And the other person saying, can, can you give me a week? Right? Because it's just, by definition, it's just <laughs> yeah. not a good answer. It it's just not a good, right? Was, I, 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 Maybe some other time. I need to go home and right, have yeah, a conversation yeah. with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, now, look, we say I'm declining your offer. Now, folks, this is career tools, and we try to be explicit. If you get soft on this, much like when we talk in manager tools about feedback, right? If you, if you try to add more words, if you try to soften the blow, adding more words only obfuscates. It only makes it harder, and it makes you look bad. 
Okay. Now, look, we, the reason you don't like having these conversations, we know if it were, if it was us, right. If we it would feel a little bit like we were being turned down if we were the hiring manager. And look, even though it's supposedly a rational economic decision, it feels emotional. It feels like uh, a rejection. And if I've offered you, uh, you want to feel like you're, you're helping me avoid the emotional pain. So you avoid saying the words, Mark, I'm turning down your offer. Yeah. Look at, you know, if it were you or for me, I'd want you oh, just to get to the flip. Dude, point. just get, just, please, just please. tell me. Yeah. And we know it. Oh, and, and you know what? You've, you've, I've given hundreds of offers and, and you, you, you know when the guy is going to say no, just, just by like, the way he starts the call. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Not well, I guess. What do you mean? You're going to turn me down, aren't you? Well, yeah. And by the way, <laughs> well, you're going to turn me down, start it, followed by a well? By definition, that's a, no. that, that's a yes, I'm going to turn you down, also meaning a no. And look, here's the other thing, folks. You don't need to share your rationale, period, okay? The reason companies often and managers want you to share your rationale is to have an arguing point, to show you what you don't understand, to try to win you over. You're not obligated to do that. We don't call with questions in hopes that in that call we'll make a decision. You don't call until you've decided. Now, it's okay to ask questions after you've gotten the offer, but the call where you're gonna decide yes or no we're you're going to communicate net yes or no is never about questions. It right. never is. The decision the is already made. The call is one is, and only one. Only one. Only which one. Is right. It's not, no it's not an if then. It's a already done. Yes. Right. We have already made that decision. Okay. So you have to give the decision. And if you give a rationale, they're going to want to talk about it. And you don't want to do that. Now you're saying, well, okay, but can I just say I've declined? Well, you can. I've, I've decided to decline your offer. Okay. And I just use different wording. I, I'm declining your offer. I've decided to decline your offer. They're never going to say why. And you say, well, I just don't feel it was the right fit right now. Okay. Or you could say, I feel like the fit is not there for me. Or it's not going to be a fit for me after all. And that's your rationale. It is a complex soup of many factors none of which were black and white. Now, you might say to yourself, well, gee, if I were the hiring manager, I'd want to know if there was one big reason. You're right, and you're not the hiring manager. And you're the candidate, and the control is passed to you, and you have the opportunity to not go into detail. And I promise you, if you say, well, my concern is location, and they say, well, in fact, you, you said, you know, Atlanta's not great. I have opportunity in, in Cincinnati. And now you, you are just back in, you're back in the grease in a moment. You, you know, it's terrible. So you don't want to give reasons because it'll give the manager hooks on which to hang his or her persuasive arguments to convince you to change your mind. Either you're sure you're declining or not. If you have to have made up your mind, that's the whole point of this, right? And you say, uh, unfortunately, it's just not a fit for me. Well, can you give me more insight? It was really a number of factors. It's too hard to say. Well, can you can you give me a sense of what might have been involved? No, it's just, it's, it, if anything, it's the death of a thousand cuts. And I apologize for saying it that way. There were so many factors, so close. Well, do you have any other offers? I'm considering several other opportunities. Now, you don't have to say yes or no. Do you have other offers? It's frankly, none of their business. In the same way that if you ask them who else are you considering and who else have you offered, right. they're not going to tell you. 
And that's part of the dance we're playing here, right? And yes, it's not a perfectly transparent game, but this is the ninth law of manager tools, Horseman's Law, is embrace reality, right? The reality is it's not, this is not a transparent game with completely fair, open, and honest rules. There is a bit of skull and dagger, sort of, you know, cloak and dagger, skullduggery going on here. Um, so you could say, Jim, I'm declining your offer. I'm very impressed with your organization and the work you're doing. Um, it's just not a fit for me. And you could also say, and... I like to keep in touch. And, and it's best to say, I'd like to keep in touch because that way you're moving quickly to the future. Now they're going to come back to you and you say, well, as I say, it was a no, no particular factor stood out. Uh, it's just not a fit for me at this time. That's it. And the manager who continues, folks, if you've truly decided and you practice saying that 20 times and you say to yourself, Mark and Mike said it would be okay. Mark and Mike said it would be okay. <laughs> And just hold your ground. While wearing Stand red ruby slippers. Red ruby slippers and clicking. Be like, the three, you just keep saying it over and over and over again. I'm declining. I apologize. It's a great opportunity. And it's just not a fit for me at this time. Repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. At some point, they're going to stop it. Now, look, there are jerks in the world, guys. You may get the one jerk who says, I can't believe you're doing this. I can't believe you. Only, only a total non-professional would not share his answers. In fact, that's false. The real professionals don't share their rationales, right? So you don't have to give an answer beyond just saying it's not a fit for me. Yeah. And you talked about staying in touch. We've, t- we've talked about that, mentioned that several times right. um, during the podcast. So tell me more about that. Because I think a lot of folks think that, hey, once you say no. It's done. It's done. You're, on, you're yeah. not talking to them again. They're probably thinking a little bit like, hey, I'm never going to be able to work for that company again. Right. And that's no. not true at all. Not true. I mean, not you true. can make it so by acting yeah. unprofessionally. Right. You like, could say, well, I'm sorry, I got to go by. Right. And then, the, right. Well, it's a bit like, yeah, I think what people would say is if I ask someone to marry me and they say no, I don't get to say, can we keep dating? Right. It's kind of like, most people would say you get to a certain point and then there's a point at which you don't coming back from it is not easy. Right. Actually, it's not true. The, the, you're not going to get the offer again, probably. I mean, there's rare cases where that happens, but it's really rare. On the other hand, the question is not, are you going to go to work for them? The question is, do you want to have a relationship with them? And I got to tell you something, if I make an offer to somebody in the world and sometime in the next 20 or 30 years and they say no to me, I'm going to want to stay in touch with them because I make offers to almost nobody. The people I make offers to are the kind of people I want to hang out with. They're cool. I want them to be in my network. But again, I think it's that myopia I said before. People are just in a well of trying to understand their situation. And when they say no to somebody, they know the effort that person went through. Gosh, surely I've been shunned. Not at all. You know, we recommend people, look, staying in touch with people is hugely important. We recommend it all the time. If this is somebody you would hire, uh, you know, we would obviously tell the manager to stay in touch with them. So therefore, if you're the person who's saying no, we recommend you try to stay in touch with the manager as well. You need to have a bench of people out there, uh, you know, a, a group of people that you can, that, that you might want to work for. And if you interviewed with this company, clearly you saw something that would make you want to work for them. Who knows? The role could change. All kinds of things could change. So... The way you stay in touch, simple. The first thing you do is send a thank you note to the, the, the person who you declined to. Yeah. Thank them for the effort they put into the process and for the consideration they gave you. You don't need to apologize again, but it wouldn't be the end of the world if you'd, I'm sorry, things didn't work. I just want to tell you how impressed I was with the organization. I hope we can stay in touch. You're the kind of people I like to associate with. And, and to some degree, people might say, I can't believe you'd say that. Well, two things. One, it's true. And two, it takes this thing out of things yeah, for them. Yeah. Right? And then it's not... We were just here being pawns in a game, and now I say no to you, and so we're never going to talk again. Right. And, and not maintaining the relationship almost gives the lie to the effort you were putting into 
trying to get hired to begin with. Just a great way to go out too. Just, yeah. It just leaves a great taste in yeah. the person's mouth about yeah. what you, who you are. Yeah, and nothing wrong in three months after you've sent the thank you note. They'll get the thank you note. I have people all the time say, Mark, I don't mail thank you notes anymore because people are traveling so much in mail. That's a joke. Come on. Yeah. They'll get the thank you note. I mean, they'll get it. And then three months, four months later, you send a note and say, hey, Bob, just, just wanted to say, hey, I moved on. I'm in company XYZ after all. I just want to tell you what a great experience I had. And hopefully what they'll think is what 90% of the managers in the world think. He's not doing that with everybody who offered him a job, or he's not doing that with every company he interviewed with. There are only a few companies. He went to work at some other company, but he still wants to stay touch with me. So we end up looking about as good as the company that got to hire him. And uh, again, I'll tell you, it's true for you. It's true for me. If we interview somebody and we really like him and we want to hire him and we're not right for them, we don't want them to come to work for us. But if they're good enough to, for us to say we want you to come to work for us, we want to stay in touch with them. Absolutely. Our paths will cross again. And, and good people are rare. Yeah, they, if I felt strong enough about a candidate that I wanted to offer them a job, wanted them to come work for me. Just because they said no to me, they didn't all of a sudden become a bad candidate. Right, no. Right? Yeah. No, yeah. Still, yeah. Yeah. I, who's to say that in a year I don't say, ever, how are things working out over there? Right? Mm. Not, no, so not so good. Not so huh? well. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you ought to consider us. Let me know. And now I'm not going to go pursuing you, right? But I might say, hey, reach out to me. Let me know. And, you know, it all of a sudden the nibble. It happens. And you it say, happens. you go, oh, yeah, there's one. I'm going to get him. Yeah. Yeah. So, your bench. Still on your bench. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, still on the bench. Exactly right. Just because they go to work somewhere else doesn't mean they weren't good before and, and, and they'll be good again. So wrapping up real quickly, get the details you need. Understand that there are parts and offer. Again, we'll cover that in more detail. Take your time, but you don't have forever. Generally, you've got a week. Don't wait until the deadline, right? Until right before the deadline. The moment you can say you could say no, you know you'd say no in any circumstance, then you then you have to decline. And waiting to the last minute is harder on, on the candidate and on the manager. And then what you do is you say, I'm declining your offer. And, and if you feel compelled to give a reason, you say, uh, uh, there were a number of factors, a very hard decision. Uh, no single factor stood out. It's just not a fit for me right now. Okay. And then lastly, stay in touch. Having an offer to decline for some people would probably be on their wish list right now. That's right. Right. But that said, you need to be prepared when it happens because some of you are going to have a situation where whether you have multiple offers or just one, you're going to feel that you need to say no. Turning down an offer gracefully can lead to future opportunities. And if you make a hash of it, it reduces your opportunities in the future. And you know, we've said it before, smile at people on your way up because you'll see them on the way back down. I remember when I got fired, I thought to myself, well, at least there are many, many people here who know who I am and know what I, uh, what I stand for and the kind of person I am. And, and I'm okay with that, right? You build your bench and you keep your bench even when there are times when Two people, you and, and a company you want or a company wants you, doesn't work out. A year later, two years later, five years later, who knows? You may have gotten promoted a couple of times and the guy who said no to you, if you stayed in touch with him, he might be somebody you could hire. Yep. It could happen. It happens. Yep. Do it well and you'll have that opportunity. Awesome. Thank you, my friend. You bet, partner. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long. <laughs>